<clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, can I talk to the pharmacist or someone in charge? <laughs> Hi, my name is BM, the pharmacist here. Um, I'm going to help you today. Yeah, so I just checked my blood pressure over here at your cuff, and um, I got a reading of 180 over 100. And um, I, my son just told me last night that that's not a good reading. So I'm just a little confused, that's all. Well, yeah, you're right. That's relatively high. And in terms of blood pressure, you want it to be about 120 over 80. So that's comparatively pretty high. Um, are you on any medications for your blood pressure? No, no, I stopped taking any of those medications. Um, you know, that's have back there Okay. Uh, in a, for a couple years now. Okay. Natural is the way to go, in my personal opinion. Yes. Um, can I get your birthday and name so I can look you up in the system real quick? Sure, yeah. Uh, my name is Mike Wazowski, and my birth date is 10-11-1979. On here it shows that um, you've had the lisinopril about three years ago. Is that something? Yeah, right? yeah, that's where I stopped taking all those medications. You know. Okay. So are you on any over-the-counter medications? Yeah, yeah. I started. Uh, I I read that garlic was a great uh, thing for blood pressure, so I started taking like five capsules every day. Uh, I've been incorporating way more garlic into my diet, and uh, yeah, my blood pressure has been around that one eighty five, one eighty mark. No, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll have, does that that helped a little bit? Does it? I mean, do you feel better? Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I could like run a mile right now. Okay. Um, one more thing that I would just do is, uh, if you have a little bit more time, like about five minutes to spare, do, um, I would like to check your blood pressure with my own personal cough uh, back at the pharmacy. Is Why that, is that? Um, just because the machines sometimes could have problems with accuracy. They could be a little bit wrong sometimes. So if you oh. have a few minutes to spare, I would just double check so we have the right numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. I mean, Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I really hope it's not 180. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go back there, grab it real quick. I'll be okay. right back. Thank you. All right, welcome back, everybody. My name is A. And my name is B. And uh, we are back with another episode of Small Pharma, where we talk about fun things that relate to the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you much. doing today, B? I'm doing okay. This is the usual... Uh, sleepless nights, pharmacy school life. Oh, you know how it is, yeah. And I hope everyone out there is staying safe, uh, staying home, quarantined, and trying to have fun whenever, whenever they can, you know? Yeah, and social distancing. Big yes, one. of course. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Uh, first things first, let's unpack the scenario that we kind of started off the episode with. Uh, I played the wonderful Mike Wazowski. And I played the charismatic pharmacist. Oh, super charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> So essentially, uh, in this thing uh, scenario, we have, we're going to deal with two things. But first thing is blood pressure and high blood pressure, right? Uh, first things first, you can't always trust those blood pressure cuffs in the stores because so many people use them, and um, it is a machine that's always being like used. So the accuracy of the machine may not always be correct. Yeah, that's one big one. Mm -hmm. The accuracy is a problem. Another yeah. thing is I made a very crazy sort of uh, number there. 180 over 100, that's almost a hypertensive crisis. Or it's just, you should be in the hospital at that point. 180 over 100 at that point, you're pretty much exploding. <laughs> right, yeah, I shouldn't even be standing. So 
basically what I'm trying to say was that the, in that story, that cuff was definitely not working properly. Yeah. I was getting really, really high readings. <laughs> yes. And another thing is at this point, uh, even in this uh, pandemic, you don't want to be using that cuff uh, anyway. Of course. No, just no, no, Because no. of the fact that, you know, that's one of the best ways to pick up the virus right. anyway. Yeah. And as uh, B said, right, uh, the best blood pressure is, of course, less than 120 over 80, but it depends on uh, your age and a bunch of other things. So, of course, talk to your doctor, talk to your pharmacist about that and stay on medication. Yes. Medication adherence is very important for controlling your high blood pressure. Yep. And lastly, based off of all the things that he said, at at that point, you know, with age and all those other factors, that's definitely the best time to, you know, touch base with your doctor, make sure you're in, you know, good shape. Right. And now moving on to the other and the most important thing that we're going to focus on in this episode. Yes. Which is the OTC versus prescription medications. Um, so like in this case, for example, the guy was, um, using garlic to try to treat yep. his, uh, blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we just wanted to like talk about the different medications that you, you, you might be able to have run, have to run across at the pharmacy, like, you know, something behind the counter versus, uh, something mm-hmm. you have to. Uh, provide a prescription for right or something that you could just grab like a vitamin or supplement yeah and you know if you ever everyone's been to a pharmacy before you can you know how overwhelming those like uh, lines of shelves are because they have every single medication you could think of and so we're going to kind of uh, unpack all that stuff and then talk about and specifically focus on the herbals and the supplements and the vitamins that you can find at a pharmacy and the potential risks and maybe the benefits that come with them Exactly. And so with that, let's gonna we're gonna talk about some we're gonna lay some ground rules first, right? Yes. So first things first, um, you know, what's the difference between a prescription behind the counter and over the counter? I think everyone you know who's you know lived on this earth for at least thirty seconds knows what a prescription is, right? Yes. Uh, you know, you get a, a prescription from your doctor, and uh, that prescription is sent over to the pharmacy, and the pharmacy finds it in their back shelves, and they give it to you, right? That's prescription. Pretty much. Then we have behind the counter. Yes, now the behind-the-counter is pretty much like over-the-counter medications, but just on steroids. So essentially, it's what you need to uh, provide extra documentation for. So like uh, Sudafed, for example. Sudafed requires you to provide your uh, ID, um, and there's limitations to how many you can get. Um, Like right here, um, I have a Sudafed... uh, 120 milligrams. Um, you might you you're gonna need to provide an ID uh, to uh, get this at the pharmacy. Um, and one of the reasons is because people can make meth with Sudafed. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it makes sense why that one would be you know a little bit more monitored and exactly. not outside just to be freely picked um, up. Other other things are like um, some cough medicines are kept at the back of the pharmacy just because um, sometimes people you know use them to get high. If you take enough amount of cough medicine, you could actually get high. Mm-hmm. Um, another one would be sometimes in some pharmacies, Plan B is kept at the back of the pharmacy. I'm not 100% sure, but I think sometimes it's because of the fact that it could get stolen. Yeah. I mean, I personally think that Plan B should probably be outside. Just yeah. So people can pick it up. Yeah. Because you know, I feel like if you need Plan B, you need Plan B. I feel that there way is too. No I feel that way too. Getting around it. And then on, other than that, we have over-the-counter. And over-the-counter is like all the other shelves you see Pretty at a Walgreens or a CVS. You know, the, uh, the constipation medication, the, those Depends, the cortisone, the yeah, allergy medication, Tylenol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else, the, the very overwhelming part. And so that's basically the pharmacy, right? You yeah. have all of these drugs. 
And also, uh, that's where the homeopathy, uh, homeopathy medication. Right. There's like a whole aisle dedicated to supplements and vitamins and homeopathic medication. And that's where we want to kind of spend our time with, uh, talking about herbal medication, homeopathic medication, and all these things, and, you know, what we should be looking out for. Yes. So I'm just going to unpack the concept of homeopathy as well, Um, like the the medications, because there are a lot of medications over the counter as well that, you know, have a lot of claims like allergic medications or, um, you know, um, red eye stuff, absent stuff like that, Uh, red eye relief. And at the bottom it says um, homeopathic. So what does that mean? Yeah. So the, the concept of homeopathy is that you put, you put a tiny dose of something that would cause the same um, symptoms of what uh, the disease is, t- is trying to treat. So uh, it's the concept of like cures like. So our, an example would be like, for example, in some things you have... Um, some onion juice or some things with onions, like a little dose of onions. And because of the fact that onion makes your eye water, and when you have allergies, your eye water. So they put a little bit of onions in, onions in there. <laughs> and technically, it's supposed to help your allergies in some way. So basically, you're kind of, you're forcing yourself to feel the pain, basically, right? Or You're, you're basically describing a vaccine. Pretty much, in simple terms, it's right, like that's a, what a vaccine, vaccine is, of right? meds. <laughs> a vaccine is literally just um, a little bit of that strain. Yeah, except vaccines usually have way more, you know, larger, larger studies and bigger data. Mm. And that's why they're not provided over the counter. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about all of that as this uh, episode progresses. Correct, yes. Because we do have a couple of uh, special guests on this episode. Uh, they're actually right in front of us. Yeah. We have some drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have Mr. Vitamin B here. B12. B12, the big one. Yes, we have a B12. I have uh, turmeric and curcumin with ginger powder in front of me. We also have some uh, cetirizine or yeah. Zyrtec. Mr. Zyrtec. Yep. So our plan today is to sort of go through all these medications, kind of look at the bottles themselves, and, you know, Pretend that we're patients and kind of talk about these things yeah, and exactly. just kind of get a feel for what are we looking for? What are we trying to get out of these medications? You know? Yeah, because, you know, the fact that there's so much variety and you're in the store, <clears throat> sometimes when you just, you know, pick up something over the counter, you just look at the big print. Sometimes you just want to look at the little fine prints on there as well to know, you know, what you're actually picking up or taking home with you. Right. So who wants to go first? Um, B12? Yeah, let's be, let B12. Let's take a look at B12 real quick. So here we have B12, uh, 1,000 micrograms. And on here it says energy support. So that's that's one thing that, that's uh, consistent with a lot of vitamins and supplements over the counter is the fact that they would not claim, they don't, they don't, they cannot claim to actually treat a specific uh, disease state. They would say something like promote or um, support. Support, yep. Or, I don't know. Uh, but words that don't claim that they actually treat something it just shows that they, they could help in some sort of way. Right. And I guess we have to also maybe talk about the FDA and FTC claims, right? Yeah. And, uh, yes, yeah. And another thing is the fact that um, these medications do not have to prove efficacy. They only have to prove that they are safe. Safe, right. 
although there might be studies that show some benefit when they get on the market they don't have to prove that they're actually you know that they actually work that they have to show that they're not yeah. going to kill you when you use it <laughs> right which is you know i guess silver lining yeah <laughs> uh, you know it's it can i can ingest it which is fine but what why am i ingesting in the first place right exactly. what's the purpose of it and so the fda of course yeah monitors all those claims of what does it say so so in, on his thing over here right it says what does it say again um, energy 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 support. support so supports your energy supports my energy what what does that mean <laughs> it means if your energy needs help if it needs backup it's going to show up <laughs> right. yeah i guess so on my thing over here this dietary supplement it says uh, general wellness supports healthy inflammatory response promotes cardiovascular immune joint and skin health that's like a miracle drug right there <laughs> right. it does everything how, how do you do that? So if your <laughs> inflammatory response is lacking, it's going to come through. I, I guess, yeah. Like, I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, over here, I have uh, cetirazine, right, which is Zyrtec. Yes. Right? And this is something you can get easily over the counter, wherever, if you have allergies. Yes. And um, it says here, 24-hour relief of sneezing, runny nose, itchy watery eyes, itchy sore throat. So this stuff has evidence Right, evidence. This is evidence-based medicine, and exactly. hence why it can make those claims of it can treat those things. You can get relief. Yes, and actually on there it also says you know original prescription strength. That's another thing that lets you know that you know even though this is over the counter, it's still you know it. Doctors actually sometimes prescribe this stuff. They do, yeah. They do prescribe. If you don't, if you don't want to pay out of pocket, pocket for like for a prescription it. grade and, uh, thing, and insurances actually are getting in on that too, and they don't pay for some of those when doctors prescribe it. So mm-hmm. you're still gonna have to pay out of pocket regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so what else can we see on these bottles, right? Um, let's see. So let's go to the supplement facts. Yes. Or what is it? What does yours say? Vitamin yeah. facts? Or yeah, mine facts? says supplement facts, you know, serving size one tablet. Mm-hmm. It has vitamin B12, as cyanocobalamin, which is like the active ingredient in there. And then it also contains calcium carbonate, about 100 milligrams in there. Okay. And uh, some of the other things are like, you know, other ingredients like cellulose, maltodextrin, stearic acid, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but those are all just kind of yeah, like extra components to help. I think. Yeah. For my thing here, it says, you know, the curcumin longa, mm-hmm. uh, curcumin longa, uh, and then the, another extract, and then organic ginger powder. Yeah. And of course, it says daily value not established, and it's just... You have such very small amounts, 400 milligrams, 50 milligrams, 50 milligrams. My biggest question for all these supplements is that how much of this is actually getting into your body, you know? See, that's another thing. The fact that we don't have any of those big efficacy studies, um, we don't know, you know, bioavailability. We know a lot about safety, but we don't know, you know, how much of it gets into your body. And that's why one of the things about vitamins is that you have to keep taking them for a while. Just like with any chronic thing, you need to take them for a while before you actually see some Mm -hmm. actual benefit. Yeah, I know so many people that swear by, you know, taking the turmeric Turmeric, or ashwagandha Mm -hmm. or any other sort of these Ayurvedic medicines, homeopathic medicines. But the thing is, they've been taking this for almost three, five years. Um, And then it begs the question of, is it the medication that's helping you? Or is it sort of the psychological benefit helping you? Or is it, yeah, a lifestyle benefit, you know? Like, have you changed your lifestyle in those three, five years? Because that is such a long window. 
And in that case, we may never know. (laughs) Yeah. And that's always going to be the biggest issue when it comes to the supplements and uh, vitamins, right? Like I'm looking here at like an NCBI article, uh, one of those like sciencey ones where it talks about the bioavailability, mm-hmm. uh, peak uh, pharmacokinetic profile. How do these drugs work? And just looking up the curcumin, uh, I can see that it's bioavailability or the amount that actually gets into your system, right? Bloodstream. Yes. It's very low. It's not going to be absorbed in your small intestine as well. So, like realistically speaking, right? I'm taking what. If I take this every day, right, 400 milligrams, or mm-hmm. let's say 450. Yes. Um, how much of that is actually, you know, going into my bloodstream, getting bloodstream. metabolized and stuff like that? Maybe less than 10%. Exactly. And another thing is that, you know, a lot of these things, people prefer them because of the fact that they're natural. Like uh, our, our patient at the beginning of the, the episode, um, sometimes that's not always the case. There was a study in 2018 that showed that turmeric, the cheaper the turmeric product, the higher the amount of chemical compounds suggesting of synthetic curcumin. So they could actually have some synthetic, you know, things in them, even though they claim to be natural sometimes. And um, another thing is that some of those products were likely to have higher lead levels as well. So you're saying the cheaper something is? It's almost like uh, if it sounds too good to be true. Pretty much. That's what I was about to say. If it sounds too good to be true, it's likely. It likely is. So that's you crazy. need to be a little bit watchful of the things we put in our Because this, this turmeric uh, bottle that I have here, right? This is 180 vegetarian capsules. And I paid $8 for this, right? Uh, what's that? Do some quick maths for me real quick. <laughs> How much is that per capsule? Uh, I'm doing that right now. Wait. Because that seems very, very cheap. Eight over 180. 0.04 dollars. <laughs> yeah, four cents. Four cents a capsule, which I don't know how I feel about that anymore. Yeah, I really don't know how to feel about yeah. it, regardless, because you don't want to pay a hundred dollars for it. Right. Two. And I'm the thing <laughs> is, I'm sure there are a lot of people, you know, when it comes to herbal medications, right? You, they, you know, if you're not going to get it at uh, Walgreens or CVS. You turn to Amazon, because Amazon you can bulk buy. And you Amazon can, you can buy anything. You can, yeah. Literally. Like you can bulk purchase just the powder and then make the capsules yourself, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, maybe that's good. Or you can just buy, you know, 3,000 tablets for $10 on Amazon <laughs> and think that's a steal, but in, you know, what are you actually getting? True. And how much of it is actually going to work? Yeah. Right. So that that's one of the things we just need to, we need to just be a little bit careful on the things we, we get, you know, do your research. You know, make your objective decisions and, you know, try to make the best choice based on the information you have. Another thing um, is interactions. Um, yeah. Which is, which is a, it's, it's a big thing in pharmacy, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, a lot of our, <clears throat> our job comes out to being kind of just looking at the potential interactions. Polypharmacy, that's what we call Polypharmacy, it. Polypharmacy, yeah. We, you know, a lot of our older patients that come in there are usually on maybe four or five medications. Mm. And sometimes our medications, they don't necessarily have to be on or the medication may interact with another medication on their profile. And we get to sort of manage all that, medication management. Yeah, that's one of the biggest thing, you know, that one of the biggest questions we usually get at the pharmacy. It's, it's you know, I'm taking this stuff over the counter. We don't interact with any of our medications, and sometimes you have to look it up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, um, you want to you keep an eye on what you're taking because sometimes 
it does interact. There's a lot of stuff over the counter that can interact with other medications that people are on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes people don't think over the counter medications as medications, you know? Yeah, because um, it's over the counter, it's got to be safe, you know? Right, yeah. Like, who cares if I'm using cortisone, you know? Exactly. Orally, you know? <laughs> if I'm just drinking cortisone from the tube, <laughs> who cares, right? Just sip it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that guess that kind of leads to another question, too. It's just like, you know, these these drugs are out over the counter or patients using them properly, you know? Yeah. That's, that's another thing, you know, the thing over the counter, the fact that it's over the counter does not necessarily mean that it, you know, if you abuse it, it does not have its effect. It would still show those effects mm-hmm. and it could actually even, it could be really, really, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Save me. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Detrimental. Detrimental. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, uh, that yeah, it, it, you could re- get really bad side effects. A big example are like the three Gs, um, ginkgo, g- uh, garlic, ginger. Um, if patients are on like blood thinners, those medications could actually um, interact with those blood thinner medications and make that you know blood thinning. Yeah, it could potentiate the blood thinning effect. Right. So, for example, think about a patient who's uh, maybe suffering from dementia or something, like a new new dementia or something, mm-hmm. but they've also had a stroke or maybe a, a heart attack or something like that. So, by proxy, because of that, the heart attack or the stroke, they're probably on some sort of blood thinning medication. And with the onset of dementia, uh, maybe their parent, like their family members or themselves, they might think, okay, I need something to boost my memory. Yes. So they may see, you know, ginkgo biloba on the shelves and think, and it says, what does it say? Supports uh, memory function. Memory function, exactly. Or they see Prevagen and they see it says supports healthy yeah, brain function or something uh, like that. Healthy brain, yeah. And you know what they want? They want to have healthy brain function. They want to have good memory, so they start using it. But that's a cause for trouble later on. Like they yes. cut themselves and and then the bleeding doesn't mm-hmm. stop. And I mean, and th- that's something that will happen with any blood thinner anyway. Yeah. But with with the fact that you had something that could interact with that, it could right. actually worsen it. Another big one is uh, statins. Yeah, such as atorvastatin, rosuvastatin, Lipitor. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, grapefruit juice, mm-hmm. which turns out to be, in uh, pharmacy terms, an inhibitor, which pretty much spikes up the, the concentrations of the drug that you use. Right. So normally, right, you want the whatever statin drug that you're on to get metabolized. Yeah, metabolized. By this, there's like an enzyme that comes in and metabolizes, right? Mm-hmm. The grapefruit juice somehow, in some weird way, will come in and prevent that enzyme from working. Yes, exactly. So and now you just have atorvastatin floating around your body. Exactly. Which so is not good. <laughs> essentially, you want the drug to come in, do what it does, get out. <laughs> but now but the drug is just chilling. Just thinking there. And Straight once chilling. the drug stays around for too long, then it's that's when you start seeing the side effects. You know, side effects like uh, muscle pain. That's one big one that we usually hear a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there, there are a lot of things. Another big one, there, there's multiple of them. You Another know? one that I want to bring up is like calcium. Calcium, yeah. And maybe antibiotics or any sort of other uh, things with ions in yeah, it. Yeah. Because I know, you know, a lot of women, uh, the older they get, you know, osteoporosis and bone deficiency yeah. is going to become a big thing. Or even childbearing age, yeah, you know, yeah. even when you're, um, when you're, you know, pregnant or about to give birth, there's always, you know, the iron supplements or a lot of supplements that you use at that point. Uh, time, that's one of the. Um, it it could um, it could interact with some types of antibiotics and you know 
precipitate of some sort. So Yeah, so it's just a very important thing to bring up these medications that you're on, these over-the-counter herbal things, because the, sometimes the risks are so unknown Yes, that it's just you would never think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the main takeaway point is just feel free to do your research. You yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what I do want to talk about is just homeopathy in general. Yes. Right. And uh, my personal opinion is that homeopathy is it's not the best form of therapy, especially when we're considering monotherapy, such as a single, I'm only using homeopathic medicine to treat my conditions, right? Yes. <laughs> I do not, uh, I, I will denounce that. <laughs> I will um, denounce that. That I is guess not the way I, The way I see homeopathy is, is if, if you, if you want to do it, you do it, but I would not recommend it to someone. Yes. And neither can, we can't. Yeah, we really cannot. As pharmacists, we cannot actually recommend any homeopathic medication because of the same reason why the FDA cannot say that you can write down, can what is it, allergy relief on a homeopathic medication, or uh, we'll give you good, healthy inflammatory response, or something like that. Exactly, you cannot say that. It's not going to directly state that. Okay, I'm going to because you know, especially for us as pharmacists, uh, Mm -hmm. we become super liable because if I tell you, hey, uh, take this uh, turmeric curcumin. Uh, three times a day, whatever, because uh-huh. it'll make you feel great. Exactly. Uh, and then, guess what happens? You don't feel great. <laughs> and then you sue me. <laughs> yeah, and then you sue me, and then that's America for you. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's one big thing, you know. You know, the concept of like, cures like, it works great. If, you know, if it works for you, you know, if it floats your boat, you do it. Right, but make sure you're on other therapies too. Exactly. It cannot be the, it cannot be the, because some people do swear by those things. Oh yeah, of course. But we, the same way they swear by like on CBD oil. CBD oil, you know, or, yeah. that's the only thing that works for my essential thing. oils. You know, <laughs> all that stuff. Because listen, I feel like CBD oil, essential oils, they make you feel good. Yeah. They psychologically help you. I think. You know, it's 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 it is. It's called the placebo effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you give someone a sugar capsule and say this stuff. Like give 10 people sugar capsules and say this stuff is going to make you feel better and they're in pain a good percent of them will come back and say yeah my thing my pain got better yeah and you just gave them sugar <laughs> nothing no yeah, sometimes just the pure belief of the fact that you know it might work it might yeah this might work like this the 450 milligrams of turmeric that i'm taking is probably helping me then i might feel a bit better about it yes but somehow i don't know where this a weird sort of animosity came from you know like oh i should never take um prescription medication because those are bad i don't see the basis in that argument because a lot of those prescription medicines come from natural products yeah like they are derived from it you know eventually yeah even though you know we make them in the lab eventually you you know the the raw products came from natural right it it came from this guy two thousand years ago (laughs) biting on that tree and him (laughs) feeling better right essentially so uh you know the the thing is i would i I guess as as science-based people we always um we're always always inclined towards the thing that has more data you know Mm -hmm. we have more evidence because we practice evidence-based medicine. If we have more evidence that this one works better, 
that's what I would go towards, right. you know, because that's what I have the information to tell you mm-hmm. about. But at the same time, right, a lot of this homeopathy, and I'm even going to stretch it to say maybe like Eastern medicine, mm-hmm. such as like Ayurveda or I don't know what, like uh, Asia, uh, like Chinese communities, yeah. or Japanese communities practice. But I'm sure they have their own traditional medicines as well. But they have medicine there that's sort of like anecdotal evidence. Like they have stuff written down. Yes. And it may actually work. And that's very true because, yeah, it does work. When I was in Nigeria, when I was still living in Nigeria, there were like literal things, you know, like herbs that we used for like if you were sick on, you know, some sort of you had fever. There was stuff that you would use. And I'll tell you, it worked. <laughs> you know, it did work. But then that begs the question, was it the medicine? Was it your immune system that came in? There's a bunch of factors there to is, think yeah. about it, mm-hmm. to think about. But, you know, some people swear by, swear by these things. And trust me, you know, there are things that I swore by. But, you know, it's, it's more about, you know, how much information you have. Correct. So correct. the more you have, then you, can, you are able to objectively look at things. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like the anti-vax um, movements. You know, yeah. I feel like if you had all the information in front of you presented to you in the right sequence, you might be able to understand why vaccine might actually be better for you than mm-hmm. you know not getting. Because you know, like cures like, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I agree with you because you know, uh, turmeric has been like a mainstay of all of our meals at home. It it is yeah very it is. important in Indian culture. You know, we use it in everything, and then uh, on top of that, people. You know, just put it in their milk and drink it for better, like, it does make immune food system. Taste good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's a coloring. Uh, yeah. My mom tells me to use it to wash my chicken or stuff like that because <laughs> it has antibiotic properties. It's just the stories can keep going on and on, right? Yeah. So it kind of comes down to what do you believe in mm-hmm. and what are you willing to, you know, put your money on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Because right. remember, on. all of these things that you find over the counter, these vitamin supplements, they're all just, they're safe. Yes. That you can put them into your body and nothing bad will happen to you. Yes. But are they going to work? Depends on your belief. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, like we mentioned, sometimes some of these medications that claim to be natural are not always all the time natural. No, they're not. So if it seems too good to be true, look it up. Yeah, <laughs> it look it up. Sh- and make sure you look up both arguments for and against yeah, the medication. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like so many times you get stuck in this uh, rabbit hole of, I really want this to work. I really want this turmeric to work. And so you start looking at just positive data. Yeah, and that's And you blind yourself bias, from you know, yeah. It's bias. a, what if you it, want a somebody, confirmation bias? Yes. If you want something to work, you would find you could look at nine things that says it doesn't work and pick up the only one thing that says yeah. it works. Or even think about it like, you know, like you make something public like a YouTube video or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of creators, right? They look at just the negative comments sometimes yeah, exactly. because that's where they learn the most. True. Or, you know, they want to appease those people and stuff like that. So it's kind of just like... And then you forget about the one million people that actually care about that what praise you. Say. Yes, exactly. And so uh, with that, I do want to say that with homeopathy and um, or homeopathy, however you pronounce mm-hmm. it, <laughs> Eastern medicine, Western medicine, I think you just need a happy blend of all of it, right? Yeah. Right. Like, listen, you can take your turmeric tablets, which is fine. Or you can take your garlic. That's fine. But make sure you start that lisinopril again, Mike. <laughs> like, seriously. Exactly. You want to... Personally, what I would recommend is what I can see the data for. So, right. you know, that would be your first choice. Then all of these other ones, like yeah. the name implies, are supplements. They're right. supplemental. Right, they're supplemental. Correct. 
And so, yeah, so ma make sure that lisinopril is the mainstay. But if it makes you feel better, yes, go ahead, do what and you do want. What right? you and if you need some essential oils to make you feel better, <laughs> too, go for it. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm know. not going to, like, stop you. It's your money. <laughs> <laughs> and so our final, final thought here is that when it comes to medications, whether you're buying over-the-counter, behind-the-counter, uh, herbal supplements, prescription medications, talk to the pharmacist, right? Yes. More, nine times out of ten, I would say 11 times out of ten, the pharmacist probably knows what you're talking about and what you would like to know. Yeah, that's what they spend all, all those long years in school for. Yeah, yeah, three years of didactic and then one year of Oof. rotations and all that fun stuff. But there's no question that's too basic or annoying or stuff like that. It's it's okay. Yeah. We would much rather you have asked us first than to just have done something blindly or with minimal research and stuff like that. Yeah, and another thing is that, you know, there's the belief that some questions are stupid or, you know, yeah. there's this belief like, you know, I don't want to waste their time, you know. When in doubt, just ask, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, so even if the pharmacist doesn't have the answer 100% of the time, they know where to look, you know. Sometimes right. it's not about knowing everything. It's about knowing where to find the right things. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's why they're the medication professionals, you know, they're the drug professionals. Feel, It's all about just trying to feel free to communicate with them because, it, well, one, it costs zero dollars. <laughs> right, yeah, it's really cheap uh, to get that their advice. Because um, they're always available. Yep, they're mm -hmm. right there. Just walk off to them. Mm -hmm. um, and two, because, you know, this is your elf and, you know, you just want to try to get the best information to yourself before you make that decision. Yeah, right. And yeah, more likely than not, what they'll do is, I think what they'll do to Mike, right, at the beginning of our story where, you know, he checked his profile and saw that was, what medications are you taking exactly. and what are you taking right now. And, um, yeah, just remember that there's no real stupid question, right? There isn't. There isn't. This is your health we're talking about, so you, you know, you draw the line wherever you need to draw the line. Yeah. Know? There's there's a lot of, I mean, there, there are a lot of questions we've heard. I'm telling you, if we're talking about stupid questions, there really isn't because <laughs> you would have, I've heard it all. <laughs> right. Uh, what's something you've heard? Uh, there's some things I, I've heard that. Wouldn't even, I won't even feel comfortable saying on the okay. podcast. Because I've heard stories. Oh, one thing, guys. Uh, make sure you don't ever do this to your pharmacist. Don't ever say, let me show you something. Oh, yeah. Oh, some people don't even tell you, let Sometimes me show you. Sometimes they don't. They just yeah. up, put it right in your face and like, oh, whoa, you could have given me a little bit of warning there. Yeah. Like, what is this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and by that, I mean like, you know, if you have like any sort of weird like cuts or weird dysmorphic things on your body uh <laughs> maybe go to the hospital uh, the er and check that out but at the pharmacy ask them about the medications right yeah or you can give them general symptoms like hey i, mean, I haven't yeah. been feeling well blah 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 blah. i've been taking my turmeric and my vitamin b and my satyrazine remember at the same to time. do social distance <laughs> in that case and what i mean by social distance is like you know we're human beings too. You just put it up on just someone's oh, face. Oh, 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 yeah. Don't just shove it all up on their face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, remember, nothing is too dumb. Always ask a pharmacist. That's yes, the important part. Pretty much. And so, just to wrap things up with uh, Mike Wazowski and his case, right? Uh, I think our uh, opinions would be that fine. He's garlic is fine. Yeah, if you love the garlic, I mean, yes. it's not gonna kill you. So keep using your garlic, but definitely touch base with your doctor. Yes. 
touch base with the doctor, and I think definitely if he does have really high blood pressure, yeah, get, get a cuff. Yeah, been checked correctly. Get your own <laughs> blood pressure cuff at home to check yourself and stay yeah. safe and stay healthy, right? Period. <laughs> <laughs> Period, right. Okay, so with that, uh, we're going to cut it off right here. I think uh, we just uh, discussed a lot of very important information. Yeah. Yeah, and if you take anything away from this, take two things away, correct, right? Ask your pharmacist questions and... Feel free to do your own research and, you know, make sure you have, you know, the right information before you make those decisions about, you know, supplements and... Things you're putting into your body. Yes. Right. Whether it's actual prescriptions or homeopathic medications. Sounds about right. All right. So with that, uh, we're going to sign off. Oh, and one last thing. Clint? Clint. We hope you're not not too tired. tired. Thank you.